Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Digital Decarbonization Podcast brought to you by Aviva. This is a four-part series covering the best practices in digital decarbonization from the definition, strategy, and execution. My name is Tom Terpel, and with us during this series is Craig Harklerode, Industry Principal for Oil and Gas at Aviva. Craig, thank you for joining us. Thanks, Tom, and, and thanks for everyone for listening to the podcast. I'm excited and, and look forward to helping you understand what digital decarbonization is and how it may be applicable to your organization. All right. Well, thank you, Craig. So why don't we get started? Let, let's take it from the top here. Um, can you please define for us what digital decarbonization is in layman's terms? Sure, Tom. Um, Digital decarbonization, from my perspective, is the leverage of digital technologies and specifically for enabling digital technologies to help drive uh, and support decarbonization strategies and execution. And I say decarbonization in the context of really ESG. Decarbonization is a little bit uh, more defined and focused. Got it. So it's it's basically like a, a method of using technology to help lower the carbon footprint for industries today. That's correct. And then when you say lower the carbon footprint, this is not only within the confines of a particular enterprise or company, but across the what I call the carbon value chain. And so that digital enablement and integration is another key element. But we're going to talk uh, more detail that as we get into the actual digital enablers. So what do you see? are the dimensions or areas companies are focusing on with their decarbonization strategies and plans? Sure. Well, I I first like to say that even though I'm coming at this from an oil and gas or hydrocarbon processing industry perspective, I will say that digital decarbonization is applicable to any industry. So this is almost, this is kind of like a horizontal play. But in my conversations and my own personal experience in the area of environmental compliance and reporting, and now expanded to include decarbonization or carbon data management, I see companies focusing on really eight really core areas of varying degrees. But the first and foremost is is really focusing on chain integration and optimization around both financial and now carbon intensity or footprint. No longer are optimization around the value chain focused strictly on financial optimization. Now modeling and, and planning, demand forecasting, et cetera, the crude slates or other feedstock slates really need to take in to count the carbon intensity and look for optimizing that not only within the company's value chain, but as we move forward across the entire value chain that a company's involved in. Secondly, I see a lot of companies, uh, again, focusing on what I call accelerating traditional energy management initiatives, leveraging new technologies or designing in the engineering phase or greenfield phase, energy efficiency, heat integration, et cetera, to really drive uh, and reduce their emissions and ultimately, you know, their carbon, carbon footprint. These include uh, reducing flaring emissions from flaring and other point source emissions, or possibly uh, reducing excess air and, and some of the burners and or furnaces and, and uh, boilers. One interesting thing I just like to we'll talk about this a little bit more later is the integration and integration of oxygen from green hydrogen production called oxycombustion, which requires obviously modification of burners and the convection sections within furnaces but does uh, provide some interesting uh, possibilities, especially if a company's partaking in green hydrogen where oxygen is a, 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 by, a produced product. The next area I see companies focusing on is in the area of, of electrification and upgrading of the electrical infrastructure uh, within and throughout a company's asset base. 
And we see both electrification of drivers, but also furnaces and other devices that have a higher carbon footprint. The challenge, and I, I think with ironically, or, or people are starting to discover, is that they're, typically their electrical infrastructure is not capable of, of addressing or handling the increased electrical load. But more importantly, the variability from large electrical drivers when you have the inrush or they come offline and the implications of that on the in electrical grid system. And so bottom line is companies have to really have to look holistically around the electrification that include not only the electrification of, of specific assets, but also their electrical infrastructure. The next area, and I guess this is really uh, taking center uh, fold in the discussion of decarbonization, is really in the area of hydrogen and hydrogen production and distribution, whether it be gray, uh, aka traditional hydrogen production from uh, steaming, et cetera, or blue, where you inform that they've got some form of CCU or carbon capture, and the green hydrogen uh, production, which includes obviously hydrogen produced from green energy sources through electrolysis. And so the question is, in, in the gray and blue, is how do you deal with the carbon produced, the CO2? And secondly, in the, in the electrical, the, the green energy uh, hydrogen production, how do you handle what your electrical sources? Are you, in fact, minimizing your carbon footprint? And how do you obviously store and distribute the green hydrogen and use the O2, as I mentioned earlier? The next area that I see happening is, is companies are really looking at integrating what I call distributed electrical resourcing or DER from renewable sources within their traditional electrical infrastructure, whether it be joint ventures with uh, DER providers or companies, i.e. putting a, a solar or wind farm within the confines or close to a refinery or say, for example, a pipeline a pumping station. And in doing so, how do you integrate both from a commercial, but also from a digital perspective, these uh, JVs and these new business models? And so that's that's kind of an interesting dynamic. We also see a lot of uh, storage technologies being investigated, again, to handle the intermittency of the renewable sources. And kind of bringing this to full circle, I see a lot of companies now also focusing on integrating and understanding their, what I call their carbon digital value chain and associated ecosystem. In short, really this ability to securely share carbon data with context and governance with their JV or stakeholders to really optimize not only their carbon footprint, but the entire value chain and ecosystem. So obviously this requires that the last area is uh, that I'm going to talk about is, is really this kind of they tie together, but the last area is, is really enhancing your carbon data management and ecosystem to be able to comply with and support carbon trading and leveraging technologies such as blockchain, et cetera. As car the carbon markets and the taxation schemes evolved, the need to be for consistent, accurate, and validated and transparent carbon currency such as CO2 equivalents or carbon per ton product produced will be foundational. We are already starting to see the need to provide product carbon footprint to enable aggregation in the value chain, and this will accelerate going forward. All these tend to tie into kind of this last one, which I see a lot of companies now creating new business models for decarbonization services and solutions. We see many companies creating new green energy divisions, but also to attract new capital that has pivoted towards prioritization of companies with ESE strategies and execution. So uh, with that said, Tom, I'll kick it back to you. Well, thanks, Craig. 
So yeah, you mentioned uh, multiple strategies and plans that businesses are using for decarbonization objective. Um, and I know each business, they have their own unique initiatives. But before we go, if you were to recommend to anyone listening, if they're looking at a decarbonization strategy or plan to optimize their value chain integration, to accelerate new initiatives, to enhance the integration of their carbon digital value chain, where is the best place for them to get started? The, the best place to get started is really, in my mind, is to understand the role of the digital enablers and technologies specifically is having a digital decarbonization strategy and an awareness and understanding of these digital enablers that consist of, number one, and first and foremost, foremost as a foundation, is really a solid operational data management and carbon management integration applications and streaming analytics infrastructure that then it feeds into what I call the digital asset, which is essentially taking and providing validated data sets with the objective of minimizing inherent data error that provides these data sets into the third layer, which is advanced analytics. And then the last layer, which is the, the holistic digital twin. So Tom, the, the short answer to your question is they just really need to understand the digital enablers and how those apply with their current digital ecosystem within a company. Well, excellent. That's what we're going to be covering in the next episode. Exactly. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, that wraps up our episode for today. Be sure to subscribe and join us for part two. And if you would like to learn more, please be sure to check out our sponsored website, www.aviva.com forward slash performance intelligence. That is aviva.com forward slash performance hyphen intelligence. We'll see you next time.